welcome to the Premier Podcast, where everything agronomic is economic. And welcome to the series of our tractor talks. This is part two of the series of Katie and Mike talking in the tractor as they are planting this spring. Follow along, and if you haven't, check out episode one. So it sounds like you trust and, and you like you have very good, obviously, relationships with your agronomy team. And, oh yeah, and that's uh, that is important in any sort of business to have teamwork. So. Totally, I think there is several people that you should have on your team that are a big asset to your success in your farm. That I think number one is well, there's I think there's several number ones. That is your banker. Oh yeah. Whether good or bad times, he needs to know what's going on and vice versa. He needs to tell you what's going on, whether, you know, you need to refinance something or, you know. And just have a good banker. That person, I've been through several bankers in my lifetime. And my banker right now is rough my age, two years older. And he's awesome. He, I shouldn't say has, he doesn't have, didn't come from a real farming background. He's more of a business banker, but he's awesome. He is money smart where I am not. I mean, I don't want to blow my money, but. Right. It's not your, right, You. that's why you have him on your team. Correct. Because you're not an expert in that. Correct. And he's not an expert in farming on what I need to buy or what I need for a line of credit or something Uh Um, but and I think another person on your team you need to have is unfortunately a good lawyer (laughs) yeah Um, insert curse words there but I think that is important to make sure you got your rear covered in case of something would happen I'm looking right to the north here and I just think of we sit in a pretty good county, but yeah. between two counties that don't necessarily like farming or aren't um, educated enough to... Correct. Uh, Farming's evil. Right. But, dump everything in the river. Right. Yeah. And I, But we look at how close we are to town, and, and you're right, to have... There there could always be that that threat, legal-wise, and yes. that sort of thing. So. Yes. Yep. Um, Great. And... I don't know. It's not a list, but I think another number one is, of course, your family. Oh, agree. Agree. Communicate with your family. Hash everything out. Oh, Mike, I was riding with somebody this week, and he was telling me that him and his brother haven't always gotten along, and they finally just had to have a come-to-Jesus meeting. Oh, yeah. And be like, listen, if we're going to make this work, we have to put aside our differences and learn how to work yeah. together. Right. And you're... Your lot. It seems like you and your brother um, yeah. have a very good relationship. We do. And, we do. And I'm sure you have your times. Oh, but yeah. We have our times, which if you don't, let it, let me know. Right. If your family is all, <laughs> oh, hunky-dory, unicorns and rainbows. Right. Really? Right. No, it's not. Right. No, it's not. Right. Nope, that's, that's good because from a longevity standpoint. Right. I mean. Right. I mean, I've been here 20 years. I'll be here another 20. We hope so. Hopefully... Maybe 20 after that. I don't know. So what do you feel is your biggest struggle in in 
within your operation or a struggle? I Maybe mean, I should say the biggest, but what it, what's Good a question. struggle? I don't know. Okay. He just kind of uh, threw this at you, so I realized. No. That's a very good question. I don't know. The ability to, and it comes back to having somebody on your team that helps you with this, but to like decipher information. Mm. Speak English to me. I don't need a bunch of fluff, you know, mm. well, X equals Y on the radius of the, <laughs> I, I, what? Nope. I, I don't, well, tell me what it means in English. That's where I, that's my, that's my biggest struggle is to okay. decipher information to, and sometimes to get this technology to work. Mm, okay. Like last year, I was applying Le Manure through this monitor, the Pro 700, mm -hmm. thinking I was making as applied maps. Oh. Spent several thousand dollars for oh, this no. equipment. And our uh, our tech guy at yep. Case IH said, uh, are you sure you were making maps last fall? Oh no. I go, well it was doing the color code on the Pro 700. Yeah, uh, I can't find your maps. Oh no. Like, where'd they go? I don't know. Like, oh shit. No. So, we got just a few numbers and that was it over like two, three hundred acres of liquid hawk manure. You've come a long way, though, to map your manure. Totally. I mean, but, I'm thinking back. But didn't get the information right. into here. Right. Thought I was doing it on this little screen here. Yep. But, so, there you go. Try again next fall. Right. And, so, okay, I'll probably sit down with him. So, how can we, I'm not going to be calling him every five minutes. Did, did, I need you to come out and make him, see if it got mapped. So, I need to know. Okay, I did this field. How do I know it made the map on the cloud, yeah. on a flash drive? Yeah. Tell me how to do it. So I'm not bothering you when you're knee deep in another guy's project right. and you get frustrated and I get frustrated because we supposedly have this information but nobody really knows if it's there. What? Yeah. And so. you're you're right about the cloud bit and that's probably why, you know, with your iPad and Mm -hmm. field view right yeah. i mean you could see the map right away or correct in the op center or so yeah yep and i know that case has got a new program out and i don't have a lot of experience with it okay. so i don't know but you're right it, it'd be nice if they all talk together right <laughs> right but i need to know yep how to see if that information is there yep yep that makes sense no it does completely I think from a couple standpoints, if you're doing any sort of manure trials or leaving strips or, you know, yeah. anything of that. And I'm sorry, again, back to environmental and that sort of thing, to be able to prove what you put out and where totally. you put it. I mean, yeah, because we got manure management plans for our hog buildings yeah. and the DNR gives you no notice, basically. Oh, hey, we want to come see your records. How soon? Oh, within a couple days. Yep. Oh, really? Yep. Okay. But I, I always have a backup. I mean, I freehanded. Mm -hmm. Okay, we spread 200 acres here in town from a site. Yep. So we had that information, but nothing. We paid for that equipment. Right. We paid right. for that equipment, and what we get, zero. Right. So. Which are so different, because 
I think there's a lot of people out there that they paid for this stuff. I mean, right? They they bought it, don't utilize it. It's like why? Why wouldn't you use something you right bought? Like yeah. let's buy groceries and just let them rot in the fridge. Right? Would you buy a pizza and not pick it up from the carry out? <laughs> just saying. Pizza does sound kind of good. Right I'd be now. there in five minutes early, <laughs> banging on the window. It's not there again. It's not hard labor. Right. But you ha- and another thing about that. You have to be here every day, whether it's livestock, corn, soybeans, sunflowers, goats, whatever. Shit doesn't get done unless if you're not here. Well, it's a business. It's a business. And it's no different than it is very hard to manage a business when you're not there. Right. I mean, yes, you can do some things from a distance, but as hands-on as farming is, you got to be present. So if you wouldn't have become a farmer, this is one of my questions, but I think this is great. If you wouldn't have become a farmer, yes. come back to farm, what do you think you'd do? Shit hauler. <laughs> Hands really? down. Really? Shit pumper, yes. I absolutely love hauling shit. Absolutely love it. But I Which love, is funny because I love to do it too, but it was you know not the spreader that you have. So why do you love to do it? Love my brother dearly. Love my family. But nobody bothers me. Put the pit in the pump, put the load stand up to the tank, and haul shit. Love it. I'll call you when I'm done and need help. And everybody just leaves me alone. So it's just your alone time? It's just my alone time. I love doing it. I'll run. I mean, not to blow my own horn, but I'll, I'll do it all night. Yep. All day, all night. Give me a 12 pack of five hour energy and some a drink. I'm good to go. And huh. I, I love it. But looking back, here we are, 40 years old. I would have done that hands down. Okay. Hands down. You know, it's funny. And I'm looking out. We're so close to town. What this will look like 20 years from now. Right. <laughs> There's the old calendar factory where right. the Playboy calendars were made back in the day. Yeah. What's that changed hands? Three times? Yeah. Probably. Since we've been home. And that expansion and there's another one called the dirt works yep yep Yep. we got walmart um the airport's expanded with the family practice here so you're gonna Uh, have to be more efficient raise more i mean right raise more on less correct everybody's gonna have to do you use well you use your data with livestock what do you there i mean the dairy industry is so good about data and technology and I feel like Correct. pigs and are so far behind, not so far behind, but the dairy industry, you got to remember produces, I'm not saying we, yeah, everybody out here produces a food product, but they are producing a very consumable product, if yeah. you will. Yep. I mean, everything's got to be spotless. Yes. Yep. I mean, yep. we don't sanitize hog buildings after every pig eats to feed it. Right. No, no, you're right. I mean, I've been right. to a couple dairies and... Oh, eat off the floor. You talk about hard work. Yeah. Those people, there is no rest. Yeah. I mean... I've never complained. Okay, maybe a couple times complained about a gallon of milk, but I buy it. Right? You don't you don't complain oh, because it's I, like, these people work... Chocolate milk's my best friend. <laughs> my best friend. But 
those people, they get no rest. Yeah. I mean, uh, and. But back, I. Go go ahead. Ahead. No, go no, ahead. no, no, go ahead. Back to their record keeping technology. Uh-huh. They've really evolved, in my mind. Uh-huh. The hog industry has really evolved with, in the last 20 years. Yeah. Or more with the advent of sow units. Yep. The consolidation. Yep. Uh, well, and they can sort pigs by weight now. I mean, there pigs. are those yeah. that are a little further along than others. I get right. that. Yep. So I shouldn't have said that. But, um, but days of having hogs outside are over. I got on the end of that when I came home from school 20 years ago. Oh, but geez. And those that still do it more power to them for the niche markets totally. and that's great totally but i mean cold nights rainy times those pigs in the field right i mean so that's yeah. brought about good change correct good change for labor the environment for everything right but even this morning when i was riding with you i mean that's technology to have that cool bale unwinder yeah bale processor yeah there we go yep. i mean before you how would you have done it just take a bale out to the field tip it on in take the bale wrap off go get another one do the same thing yep but that I mean but i think back to the hog thing uh-huh. the technology with you know we got alarms that'll call uh-huh. your cell phone uh, for those that don't know why do they call your cell phone in case if the power goes out High temp, water pressure goes down. Um, mainly if the power goes out because if the curtains are up, those pigs have minutes to live because it's so airtight, they'll suffocate. But then again, we got backup generators, which are pretty much mandatory for insurance reasons now. Um, but the cow industry, the beef industry, I think has. The technology is not there with, like, confinement. I think they're still trying to figure that out with air quality issues. Uh, Some people think they're the greatest thing on God's green earth. Some people build them, and they curse them. Because in the wintertime, it's humid. They can't keep everything dry. It's just, it's not a nightmare, but it's it's a struggle. Yeah. And I think to give it time and people will have more of a refined building for beef production. Um, but it, it's came a long way. It's, I mean, having calves in a 1912 barn that Grandpa built, hopefully they do okay. Um, so yeah, that's my two cents on. And yeah, probably raising them that way. You know, and as you're talking, I'm thinking, and they have as far as genetics, embryo trans. You know, that's they, that's another thing. Those yes. sort of sort of things, oh. like hands down, they've done. It's just yeah, you're right, and it's an involvement, right? I mean the, yes. I mean the dairy industry didn't magically overnight become what they no. are, and they were able to track each cow and right what how much milk and how much feed and yes. right, but. It's so cool though. And as I've ridden with some older farmers, one yesterday morning or two mornings ago, and he's 70, I was like, so this is, I forget how many years. So it was his 50th crop, 52nd crop he put in. 
Okay. And I'm like, think about how things have changed in 50 years. So think about this, Mike. 20 years yeah. in, go down the road another 30. Right. Crazy. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know either. But exciting, right? Totally. Oh, yeah. But just, you got to stay on top of it. And that's another one of my struggles that, I mean, we're not going to use the latest and greatest technology for a thousand years. Yeah. I guarantee you that. I mean, this is all used equipment we bought on AgTalk. Mm-hmm. My brother bought on AgTalk, so. But you're proof that you don't have to have the latest and greatest Correct. to... I think part of it is I want to do a little bit better. We don't have a bottomless wallet. Right. And so how do we make the small changes to make the largest effect or have the largest impact on our own, on our own um, operations? And stay competitive. Right. That's what expansion is all about. It's not, pardon my language, but having a big Peter contest of built hog buildings and renting ground. No, you've got to stay competitive. Yep. Or, you know what? You're going to go to the end of the line. Yep. So, I mean, I don't know. My brother probably sells around 30,000 head of hogs a year. When I came home from 20, 20 years ago, I don't know if we'd sell maybe 5,000 a year. So, yeah, he's put up hog buildings and expanded. And he's got a family of five, too. So, there's more mouths to feed. So there again, everything's relative. Mm. You're not going to feed a family of seven on 5,000 head of hogs a year (laughs) and expect things to work. I think that's what people don't understand is that. Correct. You know, and I I think back 10 years ago, they're like, oh, they're farming so many thousand acres. Well, right, Right. but there's two brothers and a dad. Right. That's three families. Right. And we have neighbors west of town in our neighborhood. I don't know. There's dozens of mouths to feed there. Right. And they farm 10,000 plus acres. Yep. It's not because, oh, look at me, look at me. Because they got to support themselves. Right. They got to make a living. Right. So, agree. Everything's relative. Yep. Thanks for listening to the premier podcast where everything agronomic is economic. Please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast so we can continue to provide the best precision ag and analytic results for you. And to learn more about Premier Crop, visit our blog at premiercrop.com.